Flyers fans rejoice. A 56-game season is upon us. Though it may not be official yet, the NHL and NHLPA have agreed in principle to a shortened NHL season with new divisions to bring hockey fans back the sport we've been craving since the season's end. Uh, the crazy part is, that's not even the biggest hockey news of the offseason. A new name, a new logo, a new partnership. Join us as we share some exciting news about the podcast and the upcoming NHL season. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and boy, do we have some big news to get through today. Uh, yeah, I'm Mike Zawissa, and I don't know if you can hear those uh, fire trucks ringing their siren out there, but they're excited for us. We got some big news, uh, right Matt? Yeah, I'm Matt Aranek, and yes we do. I'm absolutely fired up for this reveal, so Joe, go ahead and take it away for us. All right, boys, let's get down to it. Um, a few weeks ago, we were approached by a, a group called THPN, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, they're based out of Vancouver, and they've slowly been growing their network of NHL podcasts over the last two years. Um, and after some discussion, we were offered a chance to join their network uh, for this season to really help grow our podcast. Um, we'll be able to reach more listeners. We're going to be able to have guests on and even you know collaborate with other teams' podcasts. Um, Mike, go ahead and talk a little bit about the uh, the rebranding and, and everything that's gone into that. Yeah, so obviously we we leapt at this opportunity. Um, and we're really excited for it, and you know we figured it was as good a time as ever to sort of take a look at our own brand um, and see you know what we wanted from it, um, what we how we wanted to represent ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. So we had been thinking about a name change for quite some time um there goes those sirens again uh but we we officially decided rebrand so this is the the first episode of the three pigeons podcast a flyers podcast um which obviously the intro should give it away but it takes its name from uh the classic jeru chirp of jvr uh can we can we all do our own pigeon call right now joe i know you're pretty good at it Oh, yeah, there's no chance I'm going to be able to match that. Matt's, Matt's, Matt's Mike, not was, doing it at all. No, Matt can't. Mike, yours was <laughs> good. No Mine shot. was pretty good. I you, can't, you I can't get it from the back. Those very good. Like you do. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so anyway, we uh, <laughs> with with the new name comes a new logo, uh, a new intro, some new you know social media elements and stuff like that. So, you know, the name's different, but the, at, at the end of the day, the quality and the content is going to be the same. And if, you know, if, if nothing else, I think it's actually going to improve. Uh, Matt, what, yeah. do you, what do you think? Yeah. Like you said, I mean, we're still talking flyers. Um, Joe will still have some hot takes. We might have some new segments for the, for the listeners that everyone will enjoy in my opinion. Uh, Mike will have his stats as always. And then if anyone knows me, obviously I'll be the, uh, the calming voice of reason. So <laughs> we are, we are excited for the new partnership. Um, but like we mentioned, it's really just going to be an opportunity for us to take the podcast to the next level. So, no, I, I agree, boys, and, and I'm really excited. I know both of you guys are really excited to to be joining, um, and and seeing what we can do with the with a bigger audience and 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 more tools in the uh, in the tool belt. But uh, cats out of the bag. Let's let's talk some flyers. Finally, the flyers did something. Uh, they finally signed Phil Myers. Put pen to paper. They got him to uh, done to a three-year, two point five five million dollar deal. 
Uh, I'm going to throw it to you first, Mike. What were your thoughts on the deal? I know we've been waiting for it for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I can't remember exactly what our ballpark was, but I mean, this has to fall right in the like right in the ballpark of like this is a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, three years, given the uncertainty with where this season was going to be, um, the uncertainty with you know the the CBA and everything like that within the next few years in the expansion draft. I mean, three years is, I would say, as long as a term of as teams would be willing to give right now. Um, and it's better than one year. It's better than two years. So I like that. And then 2.55, I mean, that's what, like a... Bargain. Yeah. Oh, my that's God, That's a full, yeah. like, million less than Sanheim, I think, is making right yeah, around Yeah, I just there. looked it up. So Sanheim, he signed, which would have been what? Is it two years ago he signed? Uh, one year? Yeah, this will be this the last year of the contract. Yeah, so oh, he we're signed... We're going to renew him already? God yeah, damn. He, his, his contract was two years... For a total of six point five, so average is uh, three point two five. So okay. he came under with an extra year seven hundred and fifty thousand. So I mean, Chuck has done. A, I mean, you could argue, obviously, with the Hayes contract. I don't think anyone on this podcast has an issue with the Hayes contract in the mm-hmm. current years, especially given how well he played last season and in the playoffs. He might be slightly overpaid relative yeah, overpaid to five hundred grand. Whatever. Yeah, and that's, that's what's fine. always funny is like people get butt hurt over like oh like why well, loved him at like six nine it's like uh okay so <laughs> like off by a hundred and ten thousand dollars but yeah I think Chuck has done a low key fantastic job of making signings you had Nick Abe Kubel just over a million I mean you had Nolan Patrick that. signed for like under nine hundred thousand mm-hmm. so I I really I really have been uh, pleasantly surprised by the contracts that uh, Fletcher has been able to dish out for us. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Joe. Uh, I was going to say, nothing, nothing cringy yet, right? We're no. Like, <gasps> like, it hasn't, I'm not seeing a contract that I'm like, oh, shit. No, I, I mean, what were the two, the Braun and the Hague extensions? I mean, I know we were all kind of on the, the edge of our seats waiting to see a total fuck up with the numbers for those. But I mean, what didn't yeah. he get them both signed for like, the total amount that Braun made last year or something like that? Like, it was yeah, some so outrageous. Hague's was two years, 1.6. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's, a, that's a great deal because he's serviceable. He can be a sixth and seventh guy. Yeah. You know, that's fine. And they, they really didn't have much of a choice after Niskanen, you know, no. decided to yeah. go into retirement. And Unless then, they were going to blow the doors off and go for Petrangelo, which, mm-hmm. no, that's not going to yeah. happen. Braun signed two years, 1.8. So like yes. you said, Mike, I can't remember was Braun making. I want to say he was making like four something. Uh, yeah, I think he made like low he was fours, like above three. Uh, so yeah, so. between the two of them, you're talking three point, um, three point four million. Now, and, go ahead, Mike. Oh no, I was I was going to say Matt. Kind of after you were talking about the Hayes contract and Joe, you said no no cringy contracts yet. Like even though the Hayes contract, if it's an overpayment by we'll say even a million at most good gms find a way to pay their better players more money especially on the open market because they have they do such a good job at getting bargain on their their lower tier players and their young players i mean the reason the flyers can afford to pay hayes over seven million dollars is because they have one coots locked up to such a good deal thank you know courtesy of hextall but um you know they have they have guys like Konechny, Myers, Progrov, and now Braun and Haig and Kubel, et cetera, et cetera, 
all signed to extremely team-friendly contracts. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, those Provi and Konechny deals, we're going to look back on them probably, I mean, I think we already are after pe- the past season and you're saying mm-hmm. like how we'll be able to sign them for what we did. So 100% agree there. Three years, that's my biggest takeaway. Besides cap hit being great, three years I like. It's kind of a, it's middle of the road. You know, I, I was a little surprised. I, I don't know, maybe maybe they had this deal done for a while and then you were just sitting on it. Or maybe like once the, you know, we'll get into this later, but once the news of the league kicking back in, they're like, oh, okay, shit, we got to get this done. And, you know, anytime you had a hard deadline, it's going to create urgency and they decided to get the deal done then. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for it. Three years at, at that AV. I'll take it because I think he's got really great potential. And we have, if we have to pay him, you know, afterwards, so be it. He'll he'll have deserved it. He'll have earned it. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm that's, very happy. That's Joe. I mean, I'm glad you said that because that's the one thing we didn't talk about in this discussion about the contract is the fact that this is a good young player that they locked up. Like Phil Myers' play, I know he had his real rough points clearing the zone in the playoffs last year, but he also had some extreme highs. Um and throughout the season showed that at worst he was capable of, of holding down a middle pair defenseman, like a low end middle pair spot, you know, at best he had games where he was just straight up dominant and had, you know, he takes some hits for his, his hockey smarts, I think, but there were some high IQ plays he made uh, in the playoffs, especially on offense, I'll say. So, you know, and when he does mess up, he's got the skating to get yeah, back into the play, the physical ability to, to make nullify. Up. Yeah. To nullify the mistake he made, he just gets back into the play. I mean, I, you guys can, I'm sure you can attest to this. I can't count how many times, like, either he'd be at the other team's blue line or like trying to enter the zone, something like that. He'd mess up, and you're like, oh my god, there's no way they're gonna, he's gonna catch up, mm-hmm. and he'd be back with the player in a couple of strides because he's such a good skater. Yeah, so. Sometimes he'd be the first player on the zone entry, <laughs> and then he'd be the the first player back on the back check. His his yeah. his raw talent is unbelievable. So. And I like that the Flyers have kind of staggered his contracts with, or his contract with Sanheim's contract. So, like, Sanheim's going to be a free agent this year. They'll get him locked up to, I'd imagine, a five-plus year deal, four at the least. So by the time Meyer's contract is up, you know, they don't have to worry about re-signing Sanheim. So, I, you know, I think that that's, that's very uh, forward-thinking as well. Sorry, Matt, I've been, I've been hogging it. Oh, no, you're good. Um, no, I, mean, I agree with everything you guys said. It, it's... It's funny because, yeah, we're just talking about the value and you, you almost forget about the player we're signing. And like you said, I mean, after the season we just watched, for him to walk into a contract at 2.55, I mean, this year he's going to, in my opinion, probably exceed the value of that. Um, let alone imagine three more years of NHL experience under his belt. Like we could very be, very well be looking at a top pairing defenseman with, with Provy uh, being that right-handed D-man for him, and he's making 2.55, so. Uh, I forgot Chuck he's Fletcher, a right shot. Yeah, Chuck Fletcher that. waved the, the magic wand with that one, in my opinion. Now there's fire trucks over by me, Mike. Did you send him over here? <laughs> I think my, my apartment think... building might be burning down. All right. Well, yeah, that was – the Myers contract was kind of old news at this point. Um, but what's not old news is the NHL and the NHLPA – agreeing for a tentative 48 or 56 game season it'll be four divisions based on geographical location including the one all canadian division which actually i think is going to be really really cool um each team will only play the teams within their division meaning the flyers are going to see the bruins the caps the pens isles rangers 
Sabres and Devils six to eight times. The top four in each division will qualify for the playoffs. It's going to be a tight season. Uh, that will really feel like a grind at, at times. But it's going to be really interesting too. A lot of a lot of chance for rivalries to form again, and maybe some old ones to be kind of reignited. Um, that being said, the Flyers could be the team that make the you know the deepest uh, run in a while. Um, what are we thinking, boys? Let me hear your thoughts on the division shakeup and and what we think of the season going forward. The fact that we have to play the Islanders eight times should be illegal. <laughs> oh my God, I can I am not looking forward to that, but. I mean, our, our division is going to be tough, right? Like, we're going to be playing, just quickly looking at who objectively could be the top four of our division. You have, obviously, the Bruins, um, the Islanders, even though I hate their play. Then you have the Caps and the Pens, and then you have us. So, I mean, those five I just mentioned, I think the two outliers are obviously the Sabres and Devils. Um. But yeah, it's gonna be. It is going to be a grind, for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of those things where, I think after years of Hackstall completely sucking out any hope um, from this fan base about where we stand among the the heavy hitters of the league, um, you know, simply if if you were to ask any fan on the street, I think like, you know, what do you think about the Flyers having to play? the the Bruins pens and and caps 10 or eight times this season um to you know have to qualify for a spot I think they'd be like oh you know that they're they're screwed that's you know that's no good but the Flyers I think they're finally ready to take a step into that like you know kind of bumping elbows with the big boys a little bit I mean last year they they really came on they what's barely missed out taking second in the division um and yeah so i mean they were they're already on the upswing and they actually they had a pretty good record against all those teams last year um i'm not gonna gonna say they they can skate with all of them yeah yeah it was the weirdest flip in the world with like the caps like we had struggled against the capitals for so many seasons prior Mm -hmm. and then we just had the the caps number i mean we were bullying them last year i mean do you remember those a couple games and i guess it was early January, maybe, where we were just slacking. Yeah. It was like 7-2, 7-1. It, it was, it was like nuts. back-to-back meetings against them. We we obliterated them. And there was the other game where Hart had like a, you know, 30-save, one-goal performance. Um, they, you know, they, they can hang with these teams. I think they were 1-0-1 or 1-1-1 against the Pens last year. Yeah, 1-1-1. Um, one with Elliott in goal. Yeah, the the shutout was with Elliot Cole, yeah. which is absurd. <laughs> and the one loss, the one regulation loss, was in the beginning of the season when you had Chris Stewart and Mikhail Vorobiev oh, skating Jesus. on the fourth line together. Um, and that Sweet. was when Hart was in his funk too. So, you know, that th- I think they can hang. Um, this, but what the schedule does is there is no there is no room for any bad December's. Or you can't, you know, luckily there won't be that, that West Coast road swing because of Disney <laughs> oh, on ice. God. That's the biggest bonus. But, like, you can't afford, you know, you got eight games against the Islanders. The Flyers need to figure out a way to at least break even with them or at the, like, minimize damage. If you have eight games against them, I don't know. If, I mean, if you're going well, to lose funny... five, lose three in overtime or something like that, you know. Well, the thing is, it's funny, right, is, like, I know, like, like we like we were just saying, like, we don't 
necessarily, at least last year's team, didn't match up well against the Islanders. I don't know exactly what the Islanders are going to look like this year. I mean, they did lose um, Devontae's, who's a very good defenseman for them. They do have a young D-man coming through. Who Who is that, that first-round pick that played for maybe a game or two for them at the uh, end of the, the playoff Noah run? Dobson, right? Dobson, I think, yeah. yeah. So I know he's he's a good prospect. He looked pretty good in the one game he did play against, against us in the playoffs. But we did take – I mean, hey, we took him to seven. So like Mike said, like if we can at least take it to overtime in at least three – or like win three, lose one in overtime, which seems very likely, but based on the way we played them, um, I think that's going to be a big turning point in terms of what will dictate like our our place in that top four, potentially. Yeah. Um, but I am interested to see, too, the Sabres, right? Like I feel like oh, obviously yeah. the, the goalie situations is still unknown. Um who is it again? I don't know why I'm, it's it's escaping. Carter Hutton and Carter Olmark still, I think. Yeah, Olmark. That's who it is. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the goalie situation isn't great, but they did just sign Taylor Hall, which I think a lot of people forget about, which is hilarious. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and if they don't make a run this year, like I think management knows, like Eichel is just he's he's going to pull Ryan O'Reilly on him at that point yeah. if they're not if they're not competing. So. Keep taking that into consideration, like this is going to be a, an extremely competitive division. The Rangers are going to be good, um, even though they only have one center. But yeah, they'll have La- Lafreniere. They can they can oh, try Jesus, it out I there. About that, oh, and Kako. Zabinajad. Zabinajad is is uh, he's a beast. He's, I think he's, he's a really, really underrated. Good player. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. But I I mean, Matt, you kind of alluded to it. The Flyers took the the Islanders to seven. And, you know, the the Flyers had, in some ways, a very good playoff, and then in a lot of other ways, a very underwhelming playoff. I think if you had asked anybody, would you be happy if the Flyers, not happy, would you be okay or pleasantly surprised with the Flyers making it to seven games of the second round, you know, one game shy of the Eastern Conference Final? I think every fan coming into the season would have been, or even going into the playoffs, would have been like, oh, yeah, like that's... That's really that's something to build on, but I think it's just the way they played in the playoff really turned a lot of people off. Um, but that being said, they were one game away from the Eastern Conference with the Islanders playing their best game and the Flyers playing their worst game with not their optimal lineup. Like this year, yeah, you know, Joe alluded to in the intro. This might be one of the, or maybe not the intro. Anyway, Joe, you alluded to it. This might be one of the deepest teams. The Flyers have trotted out if if all things break right with Lindblom, which it seems like they are. He's now a year cancer-free. Um, and Nolan Patrick, which, again, it seems like they are. We had basically confirmation that he's been skating every day. He's been playing at our know, buddy Ryan White. He's Ryan White, White. Yeah. Strudging with Ryan White. I actually did like Ryan White when he played for us in a weird oh, way. He was, like, he was a great fourth liner, I, man. Yeah. I am like he not scored that goal of... against the Caps in the playoffs. Remember? Yeah, the nice tip. They hit off like yeah. six players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the type of guy who likes like. I mean, I shouldn't say. That. I mean, I, some of those guys I do like, but based on like the types of pl- uh, players the Flyers have brought in in those years, it was just like hard to continually watch the Dale Weeses of the world come in and then like trying to be told oh yeah he's going to score 15 to 20 a year and he could barely score two um no but whitey was good and like mike's saying like even if 
worst case scenario, Nolan struggles, which I hope to God does not happen because he's been through hell and back, like second overall pick. Like we don't even know what he's been going through mentally, knowing like just think about if you were that draft pick. Like he knows people what people are saying all about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like all that pressure and just the fact that if he worked his entire life to become the second overall pick, like in the NHL, he wants nothing more than just simply to be able to play the game at this point. Oh yeah. So I, I hope I hope he does, but without getting too sentimental there, worst case scenario, we have Morgan Frost mm-hmm. that can step in at three C. And he showed some unbelievable chemistry with Claude Giroux in his short stint with us last season. So like Mike's saying, like that that offense is extremely deep. We have the goalie of the future with a respectable backup who I think hopefully will have a little bit of a rebound season just from a statistics standpoint. I mean, he won us very important games. Um, but I think the only real question mark is really just going to be the bottom the bottom pair for us defensively. So, yeah, I'm going ch- to chime in because I feel like I need to because I, I am the voice of common reason, not <laughs> Matt. Everyone knows my hot takes are nothing but the truth given to me by God. No. Um, some just real quick on the Flyers. The one thing I think we're going to have to keep an eye on is going to be Brian Elliott, um, just because this is such a shortened season and it's a lot of games that are going to be very close together. I have no doubt in Brian Elliott's abilities. I think he's still a great backup, but he's just getting older, and that's I, I don't know how heavy they're going to lean on him versus Carter Hart. I guess we'll we'll see as the season goes on, see what that kind of looks like. But something to be just kind of keeping an eye on. Um, maybe we'll finally get to see. Ustamenko come up for a game or something. Who knows? Could be. Could get crazy. Wow, um, that'd be that would be, be wild. Yeah. That'd be that'd nice. Be wild. See, Welcome the one good thing is is the uh, is the shortened season, right? So like, we could very well have Hart play like thirty games, five yeah. thirty games, and let's say if it's the forty eight game season, you're only talking thirteen starts, which you could have a bulk of them against like the Sabers and Devils for for. Um, for Elliot. So I mean that's the one silver lining I think there, but I would be we'll I would be very excited to watch Rustamenko play a couple games. I, the, only, the only thing concerns me is I, I don't know how how like the game the, I know it's a shorter amount of games, but if they're played closer together, if they're playing like every night or every other or if it's, you know, if there's a lot of back-to-backs, that's the only thing that concerns me with Brian Elliot just because of his age, he's getting up there. But there's less games, so maybe it's a wash. We'll see. Uh, but also, just kind of looking at, at the rest of the division, I feel like we've talked about the Flyers a lot. Our enemies, the Bruins, Caps, Pens, Isles, Rangers, we talked about the Rangers a little bit, talked about the Sabres. Bruins lost Tory Krug. That's a big loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chara has yet to sign. I, I still think I, there's he's... There's big rumors that he's going to retire, like that he's so just not coming back. That's a heavy hit to the blue line um, for them. Their core is another year older with Marshawn and, um, yeah. and Bergeron, another year older. Krejci, another year older. So... We'll see. Their their window is closing, so maybe that lights their fire. They're, they know you know urgency to, to kind of get into the game more. The Caps they lost Henrik Lundqvist. He's now gone for the year, unfortunately, with with a heart condition. And you know he was one of my favorite goaltenders growing up. I was just even though he was on the, the Rangers, I, I still Joe. loved him. Huh? That's sacrilege. I know. Podcast, I know. You're gonna come on this podcast. Our first I had episode. I had a Hank. I I have to agree I have to agree with Joe though. Like, I agree even with though. Guys. Yeah, even though he was, it, it's like weird though because like I didn't feel the same way about 
Brodor. And maybe Brodor, because, nope. Yeah, Brodor had like a cup with the Devils. Hmm. Um, and Hank yeah. never never got that with the Rangers. It's just so funny because you would see like, especially last season, Rangers fans giving him like such a Shit. hard time. Yeah. And it's so funny because they average like a goal a game in the playoffs runs that he brought them to like the conference finals, the Stanley cup finals. And here they are like, like, Oh, Hank is trash. Like I was just, it's, it's unbelievable. No, go ahead. No. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I had to stop by my, my parents' house the other day to pick up some stuff for the apartment and they were NHL network was replaying. Uh, what was it? The 20, Whenever the the uh, Kings beat the Rangers in the Cup, Is that twenty fourteen uh, maybe, I think so. Yeah, um, and they they like it slap was shot Alec Martinez off of the pad and boom. Yep. No, someone took a slap shot and then someone Martinez, Martinez scored. scored. Martinez yeah. scored. Yeah. Um, but they were showing Lundqvist stats through that playoff run before the game. I mean, he he had like a nine twenty four save percentage through the through the playoffs and everything like that. So, uh, and that was when scoring was a little higher i guess uh you know five years ago or so six years ago so yeah i mean the the rangers owe all of their relevance in the in the 2010s to henrik lundquist so it it is a shame to see him not being able to suit up but at the same token that puts the caps goaltending in right and that's huge flux they do but now but now you don't even know i mean i can't say who the third string goalie is in that organization like we like just alluded to with heart something like that yeah like, i i have i wake up in, in in cold sweats thinking about laviolette coaching ovechkin and, and he's going to just put 50 on us i completely forgot that he's their coach he's got, yeah wild. don't forget That's they fired Ke- they uh they fired kevin malone uh who was behind the bench <laughs> for a while they let him go and they brought in laviolette um so uh, just i i have nightmares because I've seen this movie before. I know how it ends. Whenever a player or a coach leaves Philadelphia, they come back with a vengeance and they they, they destroy us. Hey, look at Patrick Sharp. Nightmare. That's the biggest one that always sticks out in my head, how he just went on to be you know a 25-plus, 30-goal scorer for the Blackhawks. So, um, Speaking of the Capitals, did Gouda sign anywhere, ex-Flyer related? Did he uh, sign for a team yet? He did sign he somewhere. Panthers, right? He did. He yeah, Panthers? it's the Panthers, I, I believe. Panthers. Well, they also just signed um, Anthony Duclair to yeah, a one-year, $1.7 million deal. That's a, I mean, that's great value considering yeah. what he brought last year. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to bring the same production with a, a deeper team, but we shall see. So, I mean, it, t- keeping on with the Capitals, that's a huge hit at goalie because now instead of having a very strong tandem, they have, I guess this is what, his second year in Samsonov? Yeah, yeah, and he's going to be the starter now. Like, and he's going to be like, yeah, like we just said, like maybe thirty-five games. Like I have no idea who the backup is. On top of that, their defense is terrible. Yeah, they have John yeah. Carlson, Dmitry Orlov, Michael Kempney, but he was hurt. I think he had a pretty serious injury at the end of the year, so I don't even know if he's going to be back to start at the beginning of the season. And then Brendan after Dillon, that, right? Yeah, does he have an? I guess he might have one year left on his contract. Um, after that, Gutis, by the way, Gudis is a three-year deal with the Panthers. By the way, that's a big you have a figure on that. Uh, I don't. Let me pull it up again. 
Uh, yeah. Good for him. I'm glad for he got money. I liked Kudis, man. When he was with us, I know he was at the end. It got really bad, but the first no, he, like two years brought, was really good. It's a matter of playing him like when you when you start thinking that he's like a top pair D man, and you try to trot him out against that series against, against the Pens. Just was that, oh, that's God. gonna be my that lasting was, memory of him, to be honest. I, and that's really disappointing because he yeah. he played way better. Two point five, Matt. Jeez, two point five. So the Flyers got Myers for the exact same contract. As the yes. Panthers signed Judas. Yeah, pretty uh, much. No, I, I think, you know, t- to kind of summarize what we're, what we're, you know, not really beating around the bush, obviously, but the the fact that, yeah, on at first glance, this division with the Bruins and the, the Capitals and the Pens and, and the Isles, it, it, it looks really scary at first glance. Um, it's, it's some of the heaviest hitters of the Eastern Conference. The only thing you're missing is the Lightning. Um, and I guess Carolina. But they're good. Like we've been no saying, goals, but they're good. These these teams have lost pieces as well, um, and they're probably you know fans fans of those teams are also probably sitting doing their own podcast th- talking about how oh yeah well you know it's gonna be in. yeah yeah exactly so yeah. Ev- every team saw changes every team saw some improvements the Flyers like I said their their biggest asset is the fact that they've got. Um, you know they can hopefully look forward to a full season with a very or with a healthy and very deep team. Um, yeah. So that that'll be nice, uh, Matt. Uh, I I saw you you posting the doc though. Uh, you were you were throwing some feelers around about whether or not we should start our first segment or start yeah. a segment, one of our new segments. Uh, how are we feeling about that? I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Should we uh, should we do? What is known as Joe's Hot Take Cafe for the Joe's upcoming Hot Take season. Cafe. <laughs> yeah, let's let's roll one out. That's that's uh, that's interesting. Let's see, Joe's Hot Take Cafe. Should we do a Flyers Hot Take or or a League Hot Take? Whatever you're feeling, Joe. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. I'm gonna go. I'll do a Flyers Hot Take. Um, the Flyer that's gonna score the most points for this campaign. Jakub Voracek will be the Flyers' Ooh. leading scorer this mm. year. Is it going to be 10 goals and 75 assists? <laughs> I'm fine with that. That means 75 other goals got scored, so so be it. Um, I, I, got, I think Jake. I think he – I'm and I'm basing that on – one, I, I love Jake. I know he doesn't shoot. I know he doesn't score as much as he should. But um, he, I think he had the strongest overall game in the playoffs. I'm hoping he can build off that some momentum – and, and kind of, you know, prove that he's not done yet. Um, he's getting up there in age, so so is G, but I think Jake could have a really, really kind of breakout season again this year um, if he can build on that momentum for the playoffs. So that's my hot take. I'm going to invite you guys, throw, throw me your hot takes. doesn't have to be Flyers. It, it could be something else. Um, could be league-wide. doesn't really matter because that's, that's the great thing about a hot take. As long as it's hot. All right. Good. I think I have one here. Brian Go Elliott ahead, is going to have a nine fifteen save percent average or higher. Or higher at the end of this forty eight or fifty six game season. That's that's, that's scolding hot. That's like you burn your tongue and now you're like <laughs> I can't really taste things the same and you're pissed. Yeah, that's that's the kind of hot tape we're talking kinda, about. Kinda, you know, mimicking what you said, Joe. That's gonna be a nine fifteen save percentage surrounded by a seven three and one record, uh, with a with a two point seven goals against or something. He's he's not gonna see much action. But uh no, that'd be I mean if Brian Ellie can have a nine fifteen save percentage. 
Um, wow, you guys came up with such good ones. I don't know if I can top that. You don't. You don't have to go Flyers. You could go league wide. Yeah, go, go league pick. wide. Give us something league wide. I don't even know yeah, if fit. I can do league wide. All right, all right. You know what? There I got go. one. Uh, so in the, I think it's called the Atlantic Division. Um, that's the the other half of the Eastern Conference. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes will win their division, surpassing the Tampa Bay Lightning by six points. It'll be close, but the the Carolina Hurricanes will will have a full three-win cushion over the Tampa Bay Lightning in that division. What about the Leafs? The Leafs Leafs are in the, the, uh, the Canadian division, Joe. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, forgive me. Yeah, the the, me. the Leafs are going to have an open season on that. Canadian are the Lightning season. even going to play they? next year? Yeah, they're not cap compliant. That's the real so. question. They're <laughs> just gonna, I think they're just going to like probably spend half the season not being cap compliant, and then like, and then uh, what's his face? Who's the one guy they have left to sign? Why am I blanking? Their center. Uh. uh either way, they have a couple players left to sign, and they're still like two million over. Um. I think they're just going to have him sign for like a Kevin LeBanc contract. He's going to sign for ten dollars and like free parking at the arena or something, and somehow be <laughs> Dude, that's compliant. Sergachev took what do you take like three five yeah, to, to re up with them? Outrageous, Jesus. crazy deal for them. All right, one more State quick tax. hot take. One more. I'm going to do a Canadian division hot take now. That Mike reminded me, real quick. Canadians <laughs> are going to be better than a lot of people think. I think they're going to be in the playoff hunt in the Canadian division. I think they could be – they might even finish high as, like, number number two. I thought you were going to say be. Josh Anderson's going to pot 30 or something. <laughs> All right. Like no. No. It's it's too early in the morning for, for that kind of hot take. I just think they – I think they're going to be better. Because uh, if they're not better, then Mark Bergevin's going. Yeah. Heads are going So, I, I think they're going to be better. And I just think I – I look at all the other teams. Oilers – Eh, they're they're not very good. Besides McDavid and Drysaddle, the rest of the team is kind of shit. Um, <laughs> they Calgary, proved that in the playoffs. We're really winning over Canadian fan bases right now, so <laughs> we'll just keep going with the trend. Well, you know, that's all right. It's 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 our neighbor to the north, and we're still friends. Yeah, sooner or later. Don't forget uh, my uh, well, Matt. We lost all of them when I said that McKinnon was better yeah. than uh, McDavid. Yeah. Well, and the whole, the whole playoff series too. I mean, we uh, we went head to head with a bunch of Habs fans. Uh, That's true. Twitter, so, but they'll be coming back now because we talk nice about their team. So, alrighty. Well, All right. um, do do should we should we wrap up? Any any last thoughts, boys? No, I think we did a pretty good job covering. It. I think uh, we'll obviously have some once we get closer to the season and we start seeing. I, I've seen some people already beginning to report to different cities. So. Once we get closer to the season, we'll provide a full breakdown of what we what we think about the division, maybe in a little bit more detail, um, and then provide some specifics to the Flyers and what roster we might be expecting on opening day. But uh, I don't think I have anything. How about you, Mike? No, uh, yeah, I think we're I think we've we've covered it pretty nicely. Um, I don't know we've we've got some content to look forward to. Um, I don't know if Matt or Joe. If you guys want to want to give people yeah. a taste before we log Maddie, off. why don't you, yeah, Maddie, why yeah. don't you take us home? You you, you drive the I'll, bus tonight. Take us home. I'll take us home. Yeah. So like we said, big changes are upon us. Um, but I think I speak for all of us when we say we are extremely excited for this upcoming season. And to give you guys, the fans, an idea of content and content to come, episodes will be dropping every Monday and Thursday. 
moving forward. Um, they can expect, and you guys can expect a World Juniors preview in the coming week. And potentially, we do have a, an interview lined up. We're hoping to get done with a recent signing by an arch rival. Wow. Um, I know this is a Flyers podcast, but he's a good Philly boy. Um, and Michael we're always Gutis? looking kind of... Ex- <laughs> is it good? <laughs> it's Goodis. Yeah, it's, it's Goodis. It's Goodis. He spoiled it. No, but uh, he's a good fly, uh, good Philly boy, and we're always looking to kind of expand our horizons slightly outside of the box of Flyers-centric type news. Um, so, yes, yeah, from, from Joe and Mike... I'm Matt Arenick, and this is the newly minted Three Pigeons podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.